how's it going? My name is Rich. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my student, Lena. Lena is from Brazil and she's recently moved to the USA. In today's episode, we will be talking about cultural differences between Brazil and the USA. And at the end of the episode, we will be covering some key American idioms for you guys to speak like real Americans. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm doing great too. So welcome back. This is your second episode on the podcast and it's mm -hmm. so great to have you as such a wonderful guest here again. So today we're going to be talking about something a bit different, right? Mm -hmm. So today we'll be talking about your, your life in Brazil, what Brazil's okay. like, and mm -hmm. also we'll be talking a bit about your life now in the US and how the two compare. So we'll start with Brazil, right? Okay. Start at the beginning. Right. It's a good place to start. It is. Um, so describe Brazil. So first of all, where are you from in Brazil? Um, and what's it like there? Mm -hmm. So I am from the very north of Brazil. I was born in Belém, the capital of Pará which is in the heart of the Amazon forest, the Amazon rainforest, a very, very nice place to go, excellent food. Uh, it's, it's so different, even from the rest of the country, from the rest of Brazil, it's, you know, it's, it's a must. You, you need to go there because you can, you're like in the middle of a huge town, uh, probably two million people, in the city, in the, the, the area, Belém area. And then you're close by to the rivers, um, the forest, so, you know, it's, it's in the same city. You can see and you can feel it, it all. So I miss it, I miss it a lot because my family's there, still is, it's all there and I have, such wonderful friends as well and the way that relationships uh, are built there they are so strong like we are very warm and close to each other so this is my place this is Belen yeah so they do say that about Brazil right Brazilians have a reputation of being very warm and friendly is this is this stereotype true it is. I would say it is. Of course, Brazil is a huge country, so it has many realities in it. So I used to live in Sao Paulo for a couple of years, and it's it's also it's good, but it's different. So it's not as a, a huge city, um, and people are not many people are visiting from anywhere else, and so it's different, but. We are, in general, Brazilians are very warm and friendly. Yes, it's true. You mentioned earlier that where you're from is a great place for food. So mm -hmm. I'm very interested, what's a typical dish from 
Wow. <laughs> Are you ready to listen to those words that you haven't heard before? Okay, if we're going to do some Portuguese now, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not even Portuguese, because it's like native Brazilians. The Indians. Ah, okay, even better. So, yeah, so what, what type of, so what do, what do you eat? There? What's the... So, the main dish there for us, it's called manisoba. Manisoba, okay. Mm -hmm. It's a delicious stew, um, similar to feijoada, but mm -hmm. feijoada is made with pork chops and black beans, right? Yeah. And manisoba is made with pork, pork chops as well, and uh, the leaf of uh, manioca. Right, okay. And ma manioca is a... It's like a corn type thing, right? It's, yeah, here they call uh, yuca as well. Okay. So, and it needs to be cooked. This leaf needs to be cooked for at least seven days. Otherwise, it's poisonous. Mm. So, uh, we, <laughs> we, there's a joke very popular among us. Can you imagine how many Indians have died to find out that it needs to be cooked yes. for seven days. God bless every one of them. <laughs> oh, definitely. God bless their souls because it's really worth it. It's, oh, it's full of taste and you usually eat with uh, white rice yeah. and uh, flour, manioca flour, if you would like to. There's also something called tukupi which is the, um, like you squeeze the leaves and it comes like a yellow liquid, which is, wow, oh my God, it's full of flavor, it's tasty. And we usually eat it with duck or any other kind of meat that you'd rather to eat. But it, uh, like duck in the tukupi is so much popular among us. But of course, those kinds of foods are, for special occasions because they are so hard to be made. Just one quick correction there. Instead of that you'd rather to eat, mm -hmm. it would be that you'd rather eat. So it's rather and then a noun. So rather something. Okay. For Good to learn. Thank you. Um, okay. So I'd like to talk quickly then about the current situation in Brazil. So What's happening in Brazil at the moment? Do you have any idea? Do you still follow the news? What's your impression? It's quite a big topic, but I don't know. How it much. is, it is. We have like kind of two hours to talk about it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we can do this in more detail another time. Yeah, like in a general sense, the whole Latin America is facing a special moment, a mm -hmm. challenging moment in our political side and economical as well. Sure. So Brazil is trying to recover after so many years of, you know, a different party. And we, are, we have our own challenges uh, related to corruption, um, economical crisis. We have many people that lost their jobs and the situation is not good in general, and something else added there, which is the high level of violence, that thankfully, thankfully, it's kind of improving as we, we hope, actually, we hope that. 
So let's see, maybe in a couple of months, a couple of years, we'll have the, a concrete result of that. So I have two more questions on this topic for you. And the first one is, how is Brazil similar to the US? Do you see any similarity? Yes, I do. Definitely. Okay, I'd like to hear. So uh, similarities, uh, Brazil, like the US, it's a huge country with many different realities um, inside of it. And we have such a great market. So many consumers and it's a, I would say still, even though we are, we have so many challenges, but I think it's a good place to have investments as the US. I think people are hardworking people and what else I would say, it's like, any other similarities? We have like a historic sim similarity because we were kind of colonized, like a second home for many Europeans. And we had to develop ourselves uh, after war. And I think that the US got it more seriously, mm -hmm. reason why they are better than us nowadays. As a society, as an economic, you know, as a, a leader in the world. How then is Brazil different to the US? Well, we are Latins. Okay. <laughs> it means a lot. Uh, our relationships are different. And um, for, for the records, I'm not saying uh, we are better or the US is better. Oh, you're definitely just, better. <laughs> it's just different, you know? So I think uh, they act more in good faith in general. Right. So people tend to trust each other as a rule. In, in, the, in the U.S. now? In the U.S., right. yes, okay. in the U.S. You know, for business, for relations in general, which I, th I think it's a good point for them. And instead, like in Brazil, we're always, you know, maybe it's because there are so many hard things to deal and people are trying to survive, so they don't, it's just the way it is. So be, sometimes people try to get advantage from the others, so you don't trust them anymore, you know, and it becomes a culture. It's, it's sad, but it's true. And another difference is mm, so relationships is the, is the main one. Yeah, there are plenty of them, okay. but I would, I would spend an hour talking about them. Okay, well, we'll leave it here for today, but we can always come back to this fascinating topic uh, in another episode. So just to finish today, I would like to finish with three quick idioms that are great to use in the U.S., the first of which is to shoot the breeze. So any ideas, Lena, what it means to shoot the breeze? It seems quite strange, right? Getting a gun, shooting the wind. <laughs> it seems quite strange, yes. But you know, it's just have a chat. Just having a chat. Yeah, yeah an informal conversation, I would say. 
Yeah, so today we've just been shooting the breeze. Hopefully we can shoot the breeze another time mm -hmm. um, and talk more about this topic because I, I can see you've got lots more to say about it. So the next one I want to discuss very quickly is a John Hancock. Now this is a great one to know if you're in business in the USA. Do you write your John Hancock often, Lena? <laughs> you know, let me tell you, this is new for me. This, this is completely new? new. Okay. Yeah. Could you please explain me about the John Hancock? So sure. So a John Hancock is a signature. Oh. So if you get a delivery or something, let's imagine, someone might ask, can I get your John Hancock here? It means your signature. So John Hancock is a like a generic name, a general name, a random uh -huh. name, uh, but it's used here to mean your signature. I'm sure there's a history behind why this name is the name it is, uh, uh -huh. but it just means your signature. So your the way that you, they just want you to sign a contract or a document. Yeah, good to know. So it's going to be useful. John Hancock. The final one is good particularly if you have kids or teenagers, because mm -hmm. they like to play this game all the time. So this is, <laughs> this is to ride shotgun. Any ideas, Lena? You know... Again, uh, it's a strange image, right? Yeah, again, it's something new for me. <laughs> right, so let me explain. So to ride shotgun means to ride or to sit in the passenger seat of a car. So mm -hmm. normally there's a competition with teenagers or, or kids but, um, over who gets to sit in the front of the car because everyone mm -hmm. wants to sit in the front because there's more yeah. room. So they play a game and they say shotgun and whoever says shotgun first gets to ride shotgun and sit in the front of the car. Oh, so That's riding shotgun. So if you ever want a bit more leg room you're mm -hmm. traveling for a long period and you want that front seat and you're in the US, you just have to shout shotgun and then shotgun. you get to ride shotgun. Got it. Perfect. So I think that's everything for today, Lena. Um, but thank you so much again for being such a wonderful guest and I hope to see you in another episode soon. Thank you too, Richard. Take care. Thank you now. Bye. Thanks once again for listening to the Love to Learn English podcast. If you really want to help us grow, you can go to the Love to Learn English website, lovetolearnenglish.com, where you can find full transcripts with tips and vocabulary to help you speak English the way it is spoken on the streets. In addition, make sure that you leave us a rating on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Thanks again, guys. See you in the next one.